What's up, Finmaniacs listeners, and welcome to our new series, Back to Campus with the Scouting Combine. I'm your host, Hussam Patel. And I'm Brandon Lodori. And in this series, we will be going around the nation, highlighting major college football programs and what they could do this upcoming 2021 college football season. And Hussam, a football season that expected to have full full stadiums, right? Yeah, it, it is. And of course, we're going to be taking a look at the next set of stars who will go to the NFL in the 2022 NFL Draft. Today, Brennan and I are heading north to Columbus, Ohio, and kicking off this series with Darius Walker of the ATB Network, who covers the Ohio State Buckeyes. How are you doing today, my man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Happy to be on with you guys. Ready to get into some Buckeye talk. We got a lot of good prospects on the roster this season. Of course, and, you know, you guys, you know, had a lot of talent leave in the 2021 NFL draft, and especially at the quarterback position. Justin Fields is not a Buckeye anymore. It looks like, you know, through spring training camp and spring ball, C.J. Stroud is the leader of the pack right now. Um, You know, then you have Master Teague at the running back position. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson will be manning wide receiver one and wide receiver two, and potentially – Jeremy Rucker could be one of the first tight ends drafted in the NFL. How are you feeling so far about this offense? I'm feeling pretty good. I know C.J. Stroud is a first-year starter, but I really like what I've seen from, you know, on his high school tape. And then in the spring game, in the spring game, he looked great. Like his arm looked great. He threw the deep ball well. He got through his reach quick. I know he's going to have some hiccups at the first-year starter, but I think he'll be able to come in and, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not expecting him to be just like Justin Fields, but I think you know he can put up similar numbers. He's not the same runner that he is, but he has similar arm talent. I know he can make every single throw. The run, the backfield. You know, I, I, Trey Sermon losing him, it kind of hurts because I'm not sure if, if Master Teague is ready to to be a workhorse back. But I like that we have a deep room this year. You know, Mayan Williams. I think he's gonna have a big role. He actually might have a, a bigger role than Master Teague as the season progresses. I think it's possible because he he runs harder. He's not as fast as Master, but he has more, you know, wiggle. He has more shiftiness. He can make guys miss in the open field. I like what I saw from him in the um, playoff game against Clemson. Then we have Trevion Henderson, a five-star running back, a true freshman. I think he's going to get a lot of touches too. So I think the backfield is going to be like a a three-headed monster. You know, it might not be one guy having Trey Sermon-like performances like he did in the Big Ten championship and in the playoff and stuff, but we're gonna have three guys all contribute. Correct. You know, receiver... No, you do, you do. Okay, and I'll just in a wide receiver room. Those guys are all nice. And I think record, Jeremy Record gonna be the first like Ohio State tight end to really have a consistent role in the office on a game to game basis. Might really be a first round game. So if you start off on the quarterback side, right, C.J. Stroud is the expected leader to take over for Justin Fields, who was drafted in the first round this past April to the Chicago Bears. Darius, how do you somehow see or really how can C.J. Stroud emulate what Justin Fields did for the program really over the last two two years? For me, you know, I think it starts with the decision making. You know, Justin Fields, he had a great arm, was a great athlete, but he made great decisions with the football only threw nine interceptions in his two years as a starter. You know, he, he made the right reads most of the time. I know he wasn't perfect as far as going through his reads, but he he, he rarely put the ball in a bad position. Like he really made it so the defense can make a play on the ball. So I think it starts there. Like, if he can get that master down and can trust his playmakers, doesn't force things, trust the scheme, trust the offense, I think he can really 
have a great shot at emulating what Fields does. Because, you know, as far as arm talent, I think they're similar. They both have great arms. Right. But I think C.J. Stroud is a first-round talent. We will we'll see when he gets on the field. But I think he has the talent to be a first-rounder. So I think he can do some of the same things he did with his arm. You know, not as fast or whatever. But I still think he can emulate his, him as far as statistics. <clears throat> sorry about that. Statistically. And, you know, with his arm, I think he can emulate Fields. A lot of experts didn't really, you know, a lot of experts didn't really have their full trust in Fields. But if you if you look back on that so-called COVID year, he was pretty much one one away from winning that from winning the national championship. What do you think necessarily was the major problem in that game versus uh, Alabama? I mean, for me, it was. I know the offense didn't play great, but the defense, you know, it was terrible. You know, in Ohio State defense, we're not supposed to just get shredded like that. It was embarrassing. I know Alabama had some first-round receivers, a first-round quarterback, first-round running back, but, you know, they, they did whatever they wanted to at, at any moment in the game. And I think that was the biggest problem. Like, the defense couldn't stop them at all. I feel like the offense, we had some hiccups, too. The field, you know, we didn't play great. Alabama defense played better than expected. I didn't expect them to play as well as they did. They actually came to play. But I think it really was just was the defense that really – that really messed that game up for us. Like, they could never get in the rhythm, couldn't get any stops. And, you know, you spoke about C.J. Stroud, you know, giving the ball off to his playmakers. Arguably, the Buckeyes have a great tandem in Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who both can enter this year's draft. And, you know, I really, really liked Olave coming into 2021, and my hope was that he would enter the 2021 NFL draft. However, he did could you tell us why you think Olave might have returned for one more year? I think he wanted to come back and make sure, you know, he was a lock for a first round. Because I'm not sure if he would have been a lot. I, I think he could have been a first rounder, but I'm not sure if he was a lot. You know, with Lotto and, and Smith and, and Chase and Tony would have the late third. A lot of guys starting a lot of first round buzz. And I think this year, the, I like the wide receiver class, but I think it's a little... You know, a little less competitive as far as who can be the top guy. It's kind of wide open right now. You don't really have a lock who's the number one wide receiver. You got like Traylon Burks and Dave Bell, guys like that. But it really like a consistent lock, you know, across, you know, the draft world. So I think he came back, maybe put on some weight. Because they look at him like a slot. I've been reading a lot of reports and they kind of look at him as more of a slot at the next level. So maybe he wants to show he can start on the outside, play on the inside and outside. So he can really be a number one receiver at the next level. And I think he wants to try to get a ring, you know, avenge that bad loss to Alabama. Yeah, and it, it would be good. And he can certainly assert himself as number one. And he probably is in competition with his teammate, Garrett Wilson, as that wide receiver one. Yeah, he is. It's going to be a tight battle. Like, me personally, you know, I love them both. I like Wilson a little bit more. I just think he's a little bit more dynamic with the ball in his hands and He's better at attacking the ball at the catch point, you know, catches in traffic. Alave is for sure faster and a better vertical threat. And I think he's a more precise route runner too, but as far as potential, I think Wilson is a little bit better than uh, Alave right now. But, you know, it could change throughout the year. You know, you never know. I think they both get close to 1,000 yards. And certainly, um, as we switch over to the defensive side of the ball, we're, we're going to be talking about the two defensive ends. Let's start off with Zach Harrison. You know, the sophomore year breakthroughs of Chase Young, Joey, and Nick Bosa before him, well, it was amazing. And it looks like 
he's going to have lofty expectations as he is a top 15 prospect and his 2020 season was underwhelming to some people. Um, it wasn't a bad year as he collected 14 tackles, four and a half for a loss and two sacks in a short COVID, COVID season. Um, it wasn't a bad year per se, but not the leap into greatness those previous Buckeye defensive ends we mentioned made in their second seasons. Is this season his breakout year? Yeah, I think it's a possibility. We're reading a lot of reports about how he, you know, took the weight room more serious this offseason, how he's reshaped his body, how he's really been getting in there, focusing more, watching film, really trying to refine his technique. So I think it's a good possibility that he, that he steps up this season. I'm not sure. You know, I always liked Zach Harrison, but I, I wasn't sure if he if he had the potential like a Chase Young or a Nick Bosa or a Joey Bosa. Like those guys, you know, as soon as they stepped on the field, you saw it like immediately. Even in the little time that they had as freshmen out there, like you saw the potential immediately. I think Zach, you know, he showed some flashes, but I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to have a dominant year like that. But I think he's a guy like if you watch him on Ohio State every week, you're going to see an impact on the field. I'm not sure if he's a, like a high sack guy. They can get you like seven, eight sacks, but I think he's really gonna be good against the run. That's really gonna be his impact. How he can affect the game, you know, affect the run and the pass game. I think that's gonna make my first round pick a top fifteen or twenty pick. And then on the defensive side of, of the ball, you have uh, you have Tyreek Smith, who flashed plenty of speed to power, ability, length, and a fair level of versatility. In that game, in the college football national sem semifinal game against Clemson. Smith was used as a spy defender with frequency, dropping off the line of scrimmage and looking to mirror the quarterback. He's at his best with his hands established on the frame of blockers where he'll be, where he'll be able to collapse them with power and soften his angles in pursuit. And he could also be a feasible candidate to play in either odd or even fronts. The only major problems with Smith is that he can't get off the ball too well. His snap reaction is very slow and he can't hand fight and he just looks too overpowered and maul people instead of going around hand-fighting them. So, Darius, you know, since you're obviously the guy who covers the Ohio State Buckeyes, how do you think Smith can work on these two major issues? Smith, I think he just has to, you know, work on his, his technique. You know, you, you, you want to fire out immediately. You, wanna, you don't want to get too high. You want to make sure you know how to use your hands, get the hand-fighting better. You got to have the leverage really, on the pads, too. Yeah, you get that leverage right. I think those have been, have been the problems with Tyreek so far, like, you know, he, he had a lot of potential. You watched the high school film. He came in as a top prospect. I think he's had all these years of development with Larry Johnson every offseason. He's been putting in work. So I think this is going to be the year we see Tyreek Smith also, you know, take that next step. I've been seeing some, like, some first round, but I'm not sure if he'll be a first rounder. But I think he could definitely be like a day two guy, improve his leverage and his handwork. And I think he can really be there. Yeah, he has good athleticism. He has the athleticism to play. He'll be an edge rusher at the next level. So if he can refine his techniques, some he can really get there. And really, if you if if now this this name is gonna really shock some people, Haskell Garrett, who entered this past season as a rotational defender, but he nearly saw his season and his life really come to an end during a uh, during a, a summer incident. Uh, Garrett acting as a good Samaritan interjected in a fight and was shot through the cheek. Yet when the Big Ten season opened this past fall. Garrett was there and taken on a much more prominent role in the Buckeyes' defensive front. So, Darius, how do you think he could be how – how do you think he could take that next step forward and be the elite guy for Ryan Day's program? Now, for me, I think he can 
be like similar to how to- Tommy Togiai was last year. He was like the unsung hero of the defensive line. Like he, he was great against the run, great against the pass. Eight of blocks I think that's like, like crazy. Eight of blocks like yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. I think that that's a role that Haskell Garrett can really shine in. I think we can really get him just focused, zeroed in on that one role, really being a block eater, stopping the run. Because we need a guy like that on the defensive line. And I feel like he's the perfect guy for that role. You know, everybody loves him. Great teammate, great guy in the community. You know, I, I really like his potential. Guys like that, you know, I, I know they put in the work. You know, he's going to start this year. He's going to have to have that spot to himself. So I really like that. I think he's going to become a great run stopper for us. And I think that's what it is for him. That's his key. Like, you know, becoming a great run stopper, eating up blockers, you know, getting that defense back to the real Ohio State defense. And that's really all he could potentially do because he's a single gap player, but he's not so scheme versatile. So he really needs to work on eating up blocks and being that big man that allows his playmakers to get out after the quarterback and, you know, take down the ball carrier around the line of scrimmage. As we move towards the back end of the defense, uh, Josh Proctor, was not the Buckeyes coaching staff's first choice to solve the free safety position last season. And the senior might be the only choice or, you know, maybe the most obvious one and the most experienced one to solidify that back end of the defense in 2021. His ascendancy, his ascendancy to stardom, you know, didn't unfold as some expected, but he spent most of the 2020 season in a part-time role, but it was an important part-time role. Um, in one of the press conferences uh, earlier on during sprint ball, he said he emerged from the experience with a better understanding of what the Buckeyes defense wants and needs from him as a potential leader in the defense. How can he be like a Malik Hooker type of guy towards the back end and help that struggling secondary? Yeah, it really has to work on his instincts. And that's the thing with pride. You know, he's a good athlete. He's a he he runs he flies around out there, and he makes a lot of big hits. Like that's his his you know his niche right there. He he lay a guy out. I like that about him. But you have to still have you know make smart football plays with it too. And he gets himself out of position a lot. You know he bites on he bites on too many routes. Sometimes he gets himself out of position against the run over pursuing. So I think with Malik Hooker, he just really needs to focus on his coverage. You know, really focusing on how to read the quarterback's eyes. You know, really focusing on how you can stay in front of a guy. Like, because I think that's his problem. He plays a game like a linebacker, you know, but you, you're in the safety's body. Like, if he's about 230 pounds, you know, it'd be perfect, you know, to play a linebacker, but you're a safety, so you have to really figure out that role. And I thought he would start in the bullet position. You know, we have a bullet position where the safety and a linebacker. I really think he'd be perfect for that, but he's sticking it out as safety, you know, so maybe he's showing the coaches some good things on the, on, you know, on the practice field. I think it's just the coverage. Like, I trust him to make tackles and stuff, but he can really lock up that back end for us. That'll help us because, you know, we don't – we're not sure if we have any lockdown corners yet this season, so it would be nice to have a safety back there to show everything up. Right. Correct. And, you know, you said it yourself. You know, he could play as a linebacker, and all the starters along the linebacker court left to go to the NFL. Who are the next guys for the current – as I would say, linebacker university, which is Ohio State, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we got this year. We're gonna be running more of a, you know, a four-two-five. We we teased it a little bit last season, but that's gonna be more of our base defense this season. So we're gonna be two linebackers, but Dallas Gant and uh, Toronto Mitchell. Those are gonna be the two guys taking over. Dallas Gant, 
you know, he he you know he's a decent guy. He hasn't really shown a lot these next steps. So we'll see how he looks out there. But Mitchell, Toronto Mitchell, I like him a lot. You know, he was flying around in the spring game. He was all over the field in the spring game. He's a big hitter. You know, we have Pete Warner and and uh, Tough Borland and Baron Brown. Those guys were, were solid linebackers, but you know they weren't real big hitters. And what I like with Mitchell is he's a big, you know, a hitter. You know, every linebacker core, you know, corpse, you need a thumper, like one guy who will really lay a guy out. And that's who Mitchell is. And I, and I like that. He's going to bring a different element. We got Craig Young. He's going to be in the bullet position. That's kind of like the linebacker, basically linebacker safety. I think he's going to be a real he, – he's going to be the star of defense, I believe. Like the, He's going to be the guy that really shines. People are going to know – everybody's going to know his name at the end of the season. He was a guy who stood on the spring game. So I really like what we have right now at the linebacker position. They were a little bit more dynamic. You know, no disrespect to Tough Borland, but he wasn't a great athlete. Now I feel like we have three guys who are, you know, all good athletes out there at linebacker. And earlier in uh, today's show, we talked about how Ohio State's really defense as, as a whole coughing up 52 points in the national championship game to Alabama. I know Darius is not yeah. is not going to like me saying that, but we Man, you know, earlier how, how we, we discussed that their, that their defense overall was just a total mess. So how do you think now entering the 2021 season, a fresh year, you pretty much have a full schedule. Remember, Ohio State, I believe, played just nine games last year or eight games in, in total. How do you think that that defense will improve this upcoming season? I feel like maybe last year, you know, with the offseason was kind of, you know, everything was just all over the place last offseason. Yeah, very, very, very weird. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, these guys having a full offseason, a full spring, everything to just focus and zero in on, on football and the playbook and the scheme. I think that's going to help. You know, I mentioned before, like, we, we lost our linebacker, but I like the guys we're replacing them with. Like, I think Mitchell and Toronto Mitchell and Craig Young, they both, they bring something different that we haven't had on defense the past, you know, two or three years at linebacker. I think that's going to be a, a big change for us. I like, I think Proctor, if he can improve the defensive line, I mean, a defensive line is always good, but, you know, the true freshman, uh, Jack Sawyer, I think he's going to have a big impact. Like, he's not going to start, but I think he's going to be a guy who makes the impact for the defense too. So I really think that's what's going to be the change for us. More, I think we have more playmakers. We don't, it, it doesn't look like that right now because they're right. new names. But when everybody sees them, they're going to see that we have more speed out there, bigger hitters. And I mean, I like that element for the defense. And the multi million dollar question, Darius, your 2021 season predictions. You know, you guys open up on the road against the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, followed then by a home contest versus Oregon. I believe that, that that Oregon game was supposed to be played a year ago, but then it, it was canceled due to, to, to players getting tested positive for COVID-19. You have, obviously, annual rivalry, ri rivalry game against Michigan at Ann Arbor this year. You got uh, Purdue, Michigan State, just, you know, simple Big Ten schools. What is your – what? how do you see Ryan Day squad? Is this, is this a school that you can see possibly clinching a New Year's Six Bowl, or do you think this is even a school that could take that step, net step forward – and maybe shock some people and be one of the four schools to secure their spot in the college football playoff title game. Uh, I, mean, I, truly, I truly feel like this is a, a, a team that that will make the playoff, you know, the final four. You know, as long as we can get past Oregon. Now, that Oregon game is going to be, you know, the toughest test, you know, on the schedule. But I still don't – I don't see Oregon in – I think we could beat them. I feel like Ohio State is more talented than Oregon. They have some good guys on the field, you know, 
Kayvon Thibodeau at the defensive lineman, he's going to be a top five pick. He's going to be dominant in that game most likely. But I still feel like the best wide receiver in, you know, room in the in the country right now to me. And we have a quarterback. He hasn't shown it yet, but I think he's the future first rounder. We have some good running backs. Defense will be much improved. When you look across the Big Ten, there's not, you know, a real threat. You know, Penn State has been a team that's, you know, given Ohio State the, the toughest games the past, you know, four or five seasons. But I remember knows how they're going to look. Uh, uh, Purdue shocked the world, really. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That, that was when Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins was there. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Rondell Moore, <laughs> true freshman, he killed. I'm glad he's gone. You know, Indiana, they'll be better. Michael Penix, he's a good quarterback. They have a uh, Fry Frogo at receiver. They have some talent. I love Indiana's roster, especially yeah. along their secondary, too. The, the oh, boys yeah. are nasty. Uh, what's the name? Taiwan Mullen, the corner? Yes. I love Taiwan Mullen, man. He's a, he's a short guy, feisty. I love his game. You guys also yeah. travel to at Nebraska. And if the Indiana game you mentioned is on the road. Rutgers is on the road. But I don't see Rutgers really – I don't really see Rutgers giving Ohio State any major trouble. And then you guys have three home games in a row in September, Oregon, Tulsa, and Akron. So, I mean, really, in all honesty – you guys really should start the season 4-0, if anything, 3-1. and Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, it should be an undefeated season. Like, the only games that I really think that possibly be a loss. Yeah, the only, <laughs> only team I could really see is, is Oregon. I mean, they have some talent. Indiana's a good team. I mean, Minnesota, we'll see. You know, they have a good coach. P.J. Fleck is a good coach, but, you know, they lost Bateman. So, like I said, a wide receiver room looks and everything. You got Maryland, Pemmy, Nebraska, Michigan State. There isn't really any dominant teams in the Big in the Big Ten besides Ohio State. I mean, Wisconsin, I would they'd be more of a tough a tougher squad. We won't play them this season. Iowa maybe, but I don't really see us having any problems in the Big Ten. Maybe Penn State or Indiana, but Oregon. But it should be an undefeated regular season. Like we should be twelve and zero going into the Big Ten championship with the talent on the roster. So, with the talent on the roster, who are some of the top names we should be look out? We should be looking out for this upcoming draft cycle. For the draft, okay, we mean, of course, we got Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I think those are the two top prospects on the roster. Like Zach Harrison, too. You know, Zach Harrison. Those are the three top guys right there. I think with the first round potential. You know, then Master T. I think he can play running back at the next level. But I'm not sure, you know, where he'd get drafted. Probably be more like around like four, round four, round five guy. You know, you have high school Garrett. That's another guy who I think could be a day three pick, you know, fourth, fifth round guy if he can really figure out how to stop the run. Seven banks at corner. That's the guy who has the potential. Like, he's a guy who who could maybe be that next good Ohio State cornerback. You know, Sean Wade, he, he didn't live up to, to the hype last season. You know, I like seven bags. He's what six foot six one, good size, a decent athlete. He didn't look, you know, great in the, in the playing time he had last season. But you know, stepping into that number one role, having a full off season, you know, being that top corner on the team, stepping up to that challenge, I like his potential. I think he's a guy who could. Well, he really only allowed one touchdown before the national championship game loss to Alabama. So that could possibly speak yeah. volumes as to him as a potentially being that um, number one corner for Ohio State. Now, what about Thire Munford, the left tackle, who's a senior currently? Yeah, I like I like Munford a lot. 
like Month for the Lot. You know, we have a good track record with Lion Man. I think definitely think Mufford is going to be a solid starter at the next level. Probably a, a day two pick, a, a second, third round guy. Possible first round guy, you know, have a great season. First team All-American. You know, I'll have to see how we test as far as he tests athletically. But I definitely like Mufford, record, the tight end. Definitely think it's probably about 10, 10 to 12 guys on the roster with, with some good draft potential. And, you know, this leads us almost towards the end of the podcast, and we usually, you know, open up a discussion. Year in and year out, Ohio State, you know, gives NFL teams a lot of talent, and every year they seem to replenish that talent. Earlier on the week at the quarterback retreat camp out in California, we saw glimpses of, you know, Ohio State's quarterback commit, Quinn Ewers, and people were comparing him his sidearm throws to Pat Mahomes. You know, how does this speak to the recruiting of the Buckeyes take into effect of other top recruits who want to join? I think this is great. You know, I loved how, you know, that's one thing I give Urban Meyer, you know, so credit for. Like, we were already a good recruiting school, but Urban really, you know, put us to that next level. Like, he really put us up there every season with, you know, Alabama's and and the Georgias and guys in LSUs were getting top three classes every year. And now I think that, that we're like really, you know, getting guys from Texas, Cali, we're getting guys from everywhere. And I think having, you know, Ewers is, you know, having the top quarterback who is getting all these comparisons, that speaks a lot. You know, we've getting a lot of top wide receiver commits. So I know that that helps getting all these top quarterbacks. But I think, you know, it's really just changing the, the dynamic of Ohio State. Like we usually were a team who, you know, had everything but a quarterback. Like, you know, first round is everywhere. We never had a quarterback. But starting to, like, Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud, and then having a guy like Evers, who's, you know, being touted as a generational prospect, you know, that's different. You know, we've never, you know, got a guy like that at quarterback. Or, like, the Big Ten really gets a, a guy with, you know, a quarterback with, with that labeling on him. So I think it changes everything. You know, I'm not sure about if he'll be Mahomes, you know, that's – they're comparing everybody who has a great arm to Mahomes now, you know, giving them a lot of pressure. But he definitely has that special arm talent. And I've seen him. Like, he makes, you know, crazy throws look easy. That's true. That's true. And, look, it's going to be a great college football season. I look forward to seeing how Ohio State does. Either, you know, they're going to be one of the top four teams or maybe something happens and another Big Ten team usurps. The Buckeyes. All I'm going to say is that Darius is the first Ohio State fan that I've ever met. So from now on, when I, no matter what Ohio Stadium I watch, I'm going to be thinking about Darius <laughs> because I'm hey, whether they win, lose, I'm going to think about what is Darius thinking right, right now. Oh, man. As long as that defense steps up this season, I'm happy. That was the one thing. Hard to watch bad defense. So like, It was tough watching Ohio uh, State every game. Man, there was a lot of people actually who thought Ohio State was going to win that uh, national championship game. And, I mean, the first thing that I said was that defense has to play extremely well because we – I mean, Darius even said it first. First-round quarterback, Matt Jones. First-round wide wide receiver, Devontae Smith. First-round running back, Naj Najee Harris. First-round wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Come on. Yeah. So, I'm like, man, I mean, I tried to have confidence. You know, I gave my prediction we were going to win the game. But, you know, deep down I was worried. I'm like, man, it's – I knew Sean Wade. I like Sean Wade. I think he can be a good slot cornerback, you know, high level, one of the better slot cornerbacks in the league. But 
manning up on the outside against the top receiver is not flooring them. You know, Devontae oh. Smith just had his way with us. And then oh. it was just the way they schemed him. Like, they were just so – I believe – that was, wasn't that the game where he had 200 receiving yards before halftime? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was – it, it was, was it was terrible. <laughs> like man, it, I didn't I didn't expect that to happen. I thought they would score a lot, but I didn't think Devontae. Smith yeah, I mean, if, if like anything, I thought maybe two hundred receiving yards for your wideouts as a whole, not two hundred receiving yeah. yards for one wideout before halftime. Yeah, but like that, their scheme was just amazing. Like they were getting him open so much pre snap, yeah, pre snap movement. Yeah, I like pre snap. He had movement. over ten oh, catches by the by like midway second quarter and over two hundred yards. Yeah, oh, like my god. Sean Wade, he did. He couldn't handle him, but it wasn't just Sean Wade. It was the scheme. Like, we weren't ready for him. Like, yeah, no. I don't know what happened. We were not ready for them at all. I mean, but those are the kind of but those are the kind of losses though. See, if I'm if I'm head coach Ryan Day and even the A the A D, those are those are losses that really pissed me off so much that when I'm when I come back on the field come springtime and even the, the, the fall season, I'm not I'm not gonna be shocked if Ohio State wins the the, the, the opener something like fifty five to seven. Just blowing out Minnesota. Yeah. So pissed off about how the national championship ended. I definitely think we'll come out with a chip on our shoulder this year. The Ryan Day is good for that, getting the guys motivated. That's yeah. why I'm so confident. Like, we, we, we're replacing a lot of uh, NFL talent, guys who left for the NFL with some younger guys. But guys are hungry. They've been in the, you know, they've been with the team, been in the system. So I'm really confident this season with the roster. So, Darius, before we let you go, um, tell our listeners where they could find your work at. I have work, you know, around the block, ATV Network. I covered Ohio State Buckeyes. I covered the Carolina Panthers and the NFL. And NBA, I covered the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, definitely around the block. Find my work on there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know. It'll be the top sports site soon. It's gonna be a great, great ride. Now Darius goes from covering Teddy Bridgewater to, to Sam Darnold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy. Got a little Darius. more arm talent. Uh, well, we you, Thank you for coming on uh, uh, today's of a pod, uh, podcast. No, no, yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm talking with you guys. And Brandon, thanks for being an awesome co-host. Appreciate no, it. Very much, buddy. Appreciate it as always. As always, guys, thank you for listening to our first series of Back to Campus. We will have a lot of more colleges uh, soon. As for now, fins up, everybody.